The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Talking Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Pollard streaks in. Touchdown. Parsons has second. Prescott keeps it. And he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, Josh Rodriguez and Kyle Yeomans. Are champions of the NFC East. A 38 to 10 beat down of the Washington Commanders has the division in hand for the Dallas Cowboys. They finished the season 12 and 5 for the third straight season and are also the number two seed in the NFC playoff picture. Welcome in to Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. It's the Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers in the wild card round, the two versus seven seed. It's a historic matchup between two historic franchises. We've got a lot to talk about this week. It is playoff week in Frisco. We've got Nick Harris, Josh Rodriguez, Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans to break it down for you. No John Machota or Isaiah Stanback today. Isaiah said he was going to be here on Monday. He just couldn't take the fact that the Cowboys won yeah. the, the NFC East. That's yeah. what it was. He just saw us in the gym, and he got afraid. That's what it he, was. He went the opposite way. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to talk about a Washington team losing. That's, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it was. There's that, yeah. Yeah, he's on his way down to Houston, took the took his son late last night, and they decided to, to get a hotel room, go do the whole fan experience. So happy for him. And I know he's listening. I'm sure he'll probably call in at some point if I if I had to make a guess on Isaiah Stanback. He doesn't want to stay away from it too long. Uh, the Cowboys dismantle the Commanders. It was a little rocky, really, till midway yeah. of the second quarter. He got a little bit nervous along the way, but then Dallas did exactly what you expected them to do. Put it away and win it 38-10. to 10. Nick, you were on site. What were your thoughts? I was not on site, but... Oh, that's right. Um, Correct. You were driving from... Yeah, I was, I was I was driving from Mexico. Long that's story right. there, but that's besides the point. Um, yeah, it, it, was there ever really any concern? Like truthfully, even when it was ten to seven in the second quarter, and a couple, no, a couple no. of things had just gone perfectly right for the Commanders up to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you just knew that the offense was going to bounce back from from those setbacks because you saw that first drive. They marched down the field. That goes six for six, fifty two yards, touchdown to CD, and it just kind of gets things going. Um, or it wasn't Tolbert on the opening touchdown. It was Tolbert on the, on the opening. opening touchdown. Um, yeah, it, it, I, I never really felt concerned. I, yeah. I really felt like this team was eventually going to move away with at least a three-score win, and that's what happened. Uh, you, you saw that there were holes in the Washington secondary. Uh, there were a lot of guys in that game that had not had a lot of reps throughout the season. You know, that's good, good, good experience for those guys, but when you have that kind of matchup and you look on the other side and what that team is playing for, you just kind of felt like the Cowboys would eventually bounce back and win in the fashion that they did. But, yeah, I think there were a lot of really positive moments that you could take out of this. Um, I think one of the bigger ones, obviously, is just being able to take the ball away, limiting the run game. Uh, the defense did what they they should do. Um, 
even in allowing 10 points, it kind of didn't really feel like they allowed it because of the block field goal allowed them to push so far into the red zone. And, uh, and, and you know, that gave up a 10-point swing in a game that you won by 28. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's not a huge deal when you look at the concerns from yesterday. There are a lot of positives to take away, especially on the road. That, that can only help you going into the playoffs. And how bad at Kyle Yeoman's? It's playoff time. Let's it go. is playoff time. Let's go. I mean, when they got up to 10-7, uh, to 7, I was like, that's cute, but we're going to get the ball at some point. So... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like that's it, it, nice. Yeah, that, 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 that's cute of them. Uh, and also the desperation to go for two fourth down uh, conversions on their first drive. It's like, okay, we get it, guys. But uh, no dice. Joe just see me fall on the chair. It went, <laughs> just, lo- it went a lot lower than I wanted it to go. Actually, the, I'll, I'll uh, handle that. Your forehead's break. on the table. <laughs> I think that was the thing. You expected Washington to to be aggressive. Of course. Riverboat Ron, Ron Rivera, which, by the way, he was let go early, early this morning. Uh, I think even Eastern time, midnight, he was let go. And the uh, uh, so he ended up going for it multiple times. They were going to be aggressive. They brought the house on the field goal block. That went perfectly for Washington. They picked it up, went all the way back into the deep into Dallas territory. You take the field goal block away. I mean, it's a three-point game. I mean, Dallas dominated where they needed to dominate. They had some momentum on that opening drive, but I think I'm with you, Nick. I think the the nervous level was not even really registering on the nervous meter yet. It was it was there. It might have been shaking the meter just a tad bit when it was ten to seven, and if Dallas had the football, (laughs) and if they didn't score there, then maybe it would have it would have increased a little bit. But when Dallas was down ten to seven, they put together a they put together a seven play, seventy-one yard drive. Tony Pollard caps it off with a, a physical run. He was really he ran with a purpose. He ran downhill. I liked what I saw from Tony Pollard yesterday, even in limited limited touches again. Uh, but when they went down and took care of business the way that they needed to in that drive. That was when I said, okay, this is where it's starting to turn. Then they had the, the Donovan Wilson interception. That then turned into uh, the C.D. Lamb touchdown right before the break. A couple touchdowns within a, a, about a six-minute span. And then all of a sudden, it's 21-10. You get the football to start the third. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt, too. Whenever they had that opportunity to double dip uh, in the final two and a half or so minutes of the first half, and then knowing that you get the ball coming out for the second half, whenever they scored to go up 21-10, that's when I was like, all right, so this is, they're about to put this out of hand out of the break. And that's what they did. Um, you know, and that's what four consecutive touchdown drives will give you too. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I think offensive execution after that interception from Dak Prescott, which I don't know. I, I think I'd like to talk to Isaiah on that about whose fault it necessarily was. You know, when you have a, a defensive lineman barreling down on you like that, you know, do you throw that ball? But uh, th- that'll probably be something we look at in the All Twenty Two and, and have more have yeah. more discussion about. Um, but uh, other than that, offensive execution. I mean, you can't really complain about what happened yesterday. And you mentioned Tony Pollard, and I want to bring up something with Tony Pollard and he didn't have the season that everybody expected him to including himself he said it last week he's Mm -hmm. like this is not the year that I wanted to have but hey you know this is team success and you know we have an opportunity to do some really great things still when you stack back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons I don't care that there's 17 games in the season now that's tough to do right now throw in a catastrophic leg injury right in the middle of that. Yep. And it takes away your entire offseason. you got to rehab it the entire offseason. You get back just in time for training camp. i, I got to send my cap to Tony Pollard. I mean, that's tough to do. It's, it would take down a lot of people. It didn't take him down. You know, there's been a lot of discussion in the last couple of weeks in the fan base about Tony Pollard and, you know, just how effective he is in this offense and, you know, what his future is. You know, I, I think Tony Pollard is built to be a Dallas Cowboy for a while. 
And I, I, the criticism there is warranted. Absolutely. It's not the season, like you said, and like he said, that was anticipated. There were expectations being put on the franchise tag. There were expe- expectations along the way of being RB1. Did he live up to the expectations that were set for him? Absolutely not. Right. But was he a serviceable back that you can rely on and that helped you in your offense at times? Certainly. Yeah. And it took him about half the season to really look like Tony Pollard. I, th- I think outside looking in, I think just watching him run, watching his stride, I don't feel like he really hit it until about uh, halfway through the season. Yeah. Yeah, you know? and he said that. He was, gosh, I don't remember when this was exactly. I want to say it was roughly like week 12, week 13. And we somebody had right. asked him in one of his availabilities, he, they were like, um, you know, where are you now compared to week one? And basically what he said was like, yeah, I thought I was 100% in week one, but it, I didn't really know until like I started stacking games. And now here I am, I, again, week 12, week 13. I, I, I feel how I was before the injury. And so it, it, Mike McCarthy talks about it a lot. It really takes guys a full year, uh, sometimes even more to, to come back from injuries like that. Um, you know, Tony Pollard did it in the fashion that he did. Um, I, I'm fairly confident that if he's a Dallas Cowboy next year, he has a better season. Uh, while or Tony Pollard specifically, 17 carries, 70 yards. He eclipses the 1,000-yard rushing mark. Sixth running back in team history to do so. Calvin Hill, Tony Dorsett, some guy named Demon Smith, uh, DeMarco Murray, and Ezekiel Elliott were the five before Tony Pollard to do it. And like you said, it was 17-game season, but it still holds weight. Uh, 1,000 yards is, is a milestone for sure. Speaking of milestones and offense – Dak and CD again. Mm. I mean, it's gotten to the point where it's clockwork for for CD Lamb to go off for multiple scores or a hundred yards. He didn't have both in this game. He had ninety eight yards, two touchdowns though, uh, thirteen carries on thirteen total targets. Dak has been looking for CD Lamb, and he's been finding him more often than not. How special has that connection been? I think they are the hottest wide receiver um, quarterback duo in the league. And yeah. it's pretty awesome to say as a Cowboys fan. And you see all of these uh, teams year by year. And you see teams stacking up wins like that with a, a duo like that. To see that here with CD going off the way he is, uh, getting 15 touchdowns in one year. Granted, uh, it's it's a longer season, but we haven't seen that since Dez. Yeah. Uh, so just shouts to him and shouts to that relationship that they have. They've really built a lot of trust together over the course of this season, more so even than uh, CD's previous seasons. And he's looked great in those two. Yeah. So he's yeah. just getting better. Yeah. Well, what is his what is his peak? You know, that's kind of what I think about that's right a good now. Point. Is, this is year four, year four, year four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're looking at a top 10 all time receiving season that he just put together. Um, the number two in the, in the league in receiving yards, uh, top six in receptions, uh, all time. I mean, he's, he put together a lot of numbers this year that are just eye boggling and man, that, uh, <laughs> that bag is going to go thud. On the oh, table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's earned that money. <laughs> he has absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's a statement season and it came at a good time for him. Yeah. They need to get it done now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just Yesterday. Get, Get, get that thing wrapped up. Hey, uh, really quick, is there any other major receiver that is awaiting a deal? Because Justin Jefferson got his. Mm-hmm. Jamar Chase got his. Yes. So, uh, so CD's, CD's next on the market. I, I don't think they necessarily have to hurry up and do anything because I think he's going to be the one that resets the market. Yeah, he'll set the market for yeah. sure. Yeah, that, that money's going to be nuts. And, I mean, 
It is going to be interesting, the fact that he does have the, the fifth-year team option, mm-hmm. so he's under contract for next year, but you, you don't really want to wait until the end no, of next year. No, no, just get it, that's get a, it done. That's a bad idea. And you have Micah coming up, too. And and Dak renewed and Dak, this yeah. year. I mean, there's a lot of there's things that are there. <laughs> yeah, uh, Don't make it work. This is the Cowboys. It, it, I mean, it's that's the good problem that you have, because yeah. this is a team, and I tweeted this out last night, but talking about a regular season that's well-balanced across the board, NFL leader in passing touchdowns, Dak Prescott. Boom. 36 passing touchdowns for Dak. NFL leader in receptions, C.D. Lamb. He finished with, what, 131 receptions? Something like that. That's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was nuts. That's an incredible season. 131 receptions. I'm just making sure that that is the number. I can't find it on this sheet. 135. 135. 135? Yeah, I just wow. remember. Yeah. Either way, he's the NFL leader in receptions. NFL leader in interceptions. Deron Bland, who is another contract that at some point you're going to have to think about. Uh, Nine picks this year, five of which, of course, going back for a touchdown. NFL leader in pressures, Micah Parsons. He entered with 102, according to Pro Football Focus. Uh, That has been, of course, up. We don't have the finishing number there, but he had a a big enough lead that he's the leader in pressures. Leader in field goal makes, Brandon Aubrey with 36. He did have uh, his first miss officially. On the field goal block, and then a second miss off the doink in the second half. That was, he used uh, to throw away that T-shirt that he got made before the game. The you know, banger and butter. The banger and butter, yeah. <laughs> Just throw those out. It's a pretty man. sick T-shirt. Was there any, oh, no, it's great, yeah. but but uh, those are bad juju now. Was there any PTSD from Brett Maher at FedEx Field last year? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> there oh, had really? to be. For real. I mean, there had to be just yeah. a little bit. I mean, it's not like, okay, this is happening again. No. I don't think it was necessarily no. like that, but it was like... Him coming back. <laughs> just kind of look around the room. The fact that Dallas came back and had a 50-yarder and he was able to put it through in the in the fourth quarter late yeah. minutes. That made me feel so much better. Yeah, yeah, for so sure. So much better. And I'm sure it probably – Brandon Aubrey's very, very even kill. He's not up and down. It's just not who he is as a personality. But, he, yeah, it made me feel better, which I'm sure it probably made him feel a little bit better. What, what did the guys think? What did uh, Nate and everybody – what were they saying? Well, the first one, uh, Nate thought he jinxed. Because you know how, like, Greg Olson on the broadcast was talking about, oh, we jinxed it. It was the broadcast jinx, and it was kind of annoying. But whatever. Nate he kept saying, bringing it up. Yeah, kept like, bringing it up. Nate Newton said the same thing. He was like, man, I jinxed him. I've been finally talking good about him because he, he always talks bad about kickers. That's yeah. just kind of his his spiel, his his character. And Nate always, he talks bad about kickers. And he finally was like, man, I, when I finally talk good about him, then they miss a kick. Then they get it blocked. And no one blocked for you, Brandon. That one's on me. Like <laughs> Nate was and, Yeah, and it wasn't himself. even on, on Brandon Aubrey. That was just a, no. a, a clear... Miss, Thanks, Terrence Steele and Tyler Biotish. I know, right? Ended a good thing. Yeah. 35 of 35. Either way, Brandon Aubrey, NFL leader in field goal makes, and then NFC leader in punt average, Brian Anger. So, Even though he only put him like six times this year. Hey, but it was 51.3 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yards, baby. Was zero. 50 plus yeah. yards. That's okay. Get That's it done time. where you can. Uh, it really was a great regular season for the Cowboys, but when we come back, we know the setup now. Cowboys Packers at AT&T Stadium, Sunday afternoon, 3.30 kickoff time on Fox. We're going to kind of preview that matchup a little bit and talk about the confidence level in this Cowboys team going into the postseason based off of what we've seen these last couple weeks. More talking Cowboys returning in a moment. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. (laughs) 
But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot, Rowdy, cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at BankofAmerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices message and data rates may apply member fdic welcome back into dear doctor the show where i answer life's questions with an ice cold can of dr pepper sheila let's hear from our next caller would you dear doctor my friend supported me during a tough time but what's the right gift that says thanks for being a shoulder to cry on okay this one's easy i say give her a delicious dr pepper nothing says thanks girl better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. It is a Victory Monday celebration. Give us a text, 817-290-3298. My question to Cowboys Nation today is, on a scale of 1 to 10, what is your confidence level in this team right now going into the playoffs? I'm not talking about deep playoff runs. I'm not talking about making a prediction for the rest of the season. What is your confidence level, 1 to 10, on how well this team is built and set up going into the postseason. We'll answer that question ourselves in our Smelly Stickers segment coming up next. But I want to talk about the Green Bay Packers. A lot of Cowboys fans have uh, bad memories in the back of their head from the Packers days and some of the other playoff matchups over these last couple years. Where is your overall sense around this setup for the Cowboys seeing the Packers in the first round at home? Uh, as far as I'm concerned, the boogeyman is gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's off uh, talking to Pat McAfee about you know vaccines and stuff. So uh, I'm not necessarily <laughs> worried about the Packers. I mean, granted, Jordan Love is 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 uh, playing out of his mind. He's uh, the second best touchdown thrower in the NFL behind Dak Prescott. But they are 9-8, and eight, so uh, they're definitely beatable. And I think that uh, going into this game, just managing what Jordan Love does in and out of the pocket is going to be crucial and stopping the running game, obviously. that yeah. That's something that we'll need to do. But confidence level, I, I don't know, man. I'm kind of at like a five. I'm more so concerned with like what the cow, how confident the Cowboys themselves are. Like after this game, after uh, handling the commanders, which you're supposed to do, managing the running game, all of that, um, I'm more concerned with how confident they feel going into this. I'm 
I, I have to have my hands up, shoulders out. You know what I mean? Just like, all right, man, let's let's see what they can what mm-hmm. they can do. I'm I'm uh, I can be swayed either way at this point. I, I I think with the Green Bay Packers, you you mentioned it. Aaron Rodgers not in the building anymore. This is a completely different Green Bay team than even the one that they saw at Lambeau last year. Uh, let's uh, something that was really interesting to me, kind of when I was doing a little bit of prep last night on my uh, final uh, trek down from or trek up from the south. Um, this is their leading receivers uh, in the entire season. Will go down really really fast. Jaden Reed, rookie. Romeo Dobbs, second year. Dontavian Wicks, rookie. Christian Watson, second year. Tucker Craft, rookie. Luke Musgrave, rookie. So they're they're full with first year guys, second year guys, with a first year starter at quarterback. I mean, it's it's really impressive what Matt Lafleur has put together. But at the end of the day, I think this is one of those rare opportunities where the Cowboys' playoff experience might just be a little bit too much in a game like this, mm-hmm. especially at home, seven and zero. on the year at home and being able to stack those type of things for that reason I have a lot of confidence in this game for the Cowboys Um, this is a game that they should win when you were looking at the possibilities going into the week about who they could get at the seventh seed this was who you wanted in my opinion I I think the only thing that could have been better was like the Saints or Vikings but like those were outside shots when you looked at the real possibilities I think this was the best matchup in my eyes Uh, I was even fighting with some people on Twitter last night like (laughs) no the Rams are not the better matchup like that's just false yeah Um, it's it's the Packers game. I think this is an opportunity for the Cowboys to go in, get a big playoff win, and stack some confidence going into the divisional round. It was funny. Me and Isaiah were debating all week on who we would rather not see the most. He didn't want to see Seattle. I didn't want to see Los Angeles. Of course he didn't want to yeah, see Seattle. Yeah, of course. I mean, guys, <laughs> let's just remember who we're talking about here. But we we when we were talking back and forth about it, both of us were agreeing on one thing. We would rather see Green Bay in this scenario. Not because Green Bay is a bad football team. At all. No bad football teams remain. If you're in the playoffs, you know how to win games. <laughs> Steelers. Okay, let's not get carried away. <laughs> the, we're talking about the NFC, man. <laughs> we're talking about the NFC. But in, in, in this case, out of the teams that you're seeing, the Rams are the hottest team in football possibly right now as a whole, uh, other than maybe the, 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 the one seeds of Baltimore sure. and, and San Francisco. But then you've got the, the the defensive prowess, three pro bowlers and playmakers on every level of the Seattle defense. Uh, I would rather see the youth and the inexperience of Green Bay in this category. They can still be a, a matchup, matchup nightmare. And I'm excited to get in to the film study. I'm going to start it a little early. Usually I wait until Tuesday afternoon to start. I'm going to start today. Just It's playoff week. Got to get a little extra yeah, film study. Let's go, baby. But Jordan Love specifically, I think he's going to present some problems. I really do. But I think this is a team that's going to adjust to that well in, yeah. in the Cowboys. A lot of, lot of confidence answers rolling in here on the, uh, the text line. The first really five or six that I saw were, were sevens and eights. Pretty high confidence level. Got an eight and a half here. Uh, Jason from Philadelphia says his confidence level is a seven. Uh, I'm at an eight. That's Reggie from Maryland. But then as the text started coming in a little bit lower, I say on a scale of one to ten, a six and a half. Uh, this one's a five confidence level of four. I wonder why uh, the five says we've been hurt too many times. Uh, five says I don't think we're ready to to really go all in yet. We're waiting to make a deep run in the playoffs before there's any excitement. Like Dak said, we're looking for something bigger. I completely understand. This is a team that has been set up well in the past. You've been healthy into back to back playoff runs, and it's ended in either one game or two games. I get it. I totally get it. 
specifically about the setup, I think this is the best they've been set up in these three years with Mike McCarthy as the head coach. No doubt. And if this was like a week you know, 12 game, I wouldn't – my confidence level would be like a 9 or 10. Yeah. Uh, but I think just a matter of us getting into the postseason, it's like, yeah, we just got to go 4-0. Oh. Like that's that's really what we need to do starting from, from this week is just go 4-0. Oh. Um, but, yeah, I think going into it right now – all of the pressures on us, I think, at this point. And, you know, granted, Green Bay is who they are. Mm-hmm. But it also is kind of prime time for Jordan Love to really make a name for himself if he goes off in this game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that could be Green another. Day, yeah. Dallas. It could be one of those situations where, like, okay, we're about to, you know, make a star <laughs> if, if our defense yeah. doesn't show up on, on Sunday. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. That's what I'm at a five. We'll, I mean, Christian I can be Watson swayed. had three touchdowns in this game last please, year. I please. mean, it, it did happen. Please. It did that happen. was like the Christian Watson coming out party, yeah, too. Exactly. After that, he just exploded. Because the there was the nothing before that, and yeah. then he just blew up right after that game was over. So that's what I'm afraid of. Those yeah. happen very often with those uh, Packers games. But, you know, we'll see what we can do. Along those same lines, what is your number one concern for this team right now? There are a couple of them still out there. This team's not perfect. It's It's... It really is about the offense playing well and driving down the field and mm-hmm. scoring points. That's really about it. I think the the narrative is always there when we're not playing well is that our offense just kind of sputters and mm-hmm. just doesn't really you – know, like you just don't see them at their best, at their peak, which they've been so many times throughout the season. But in those big playoff games, it's like once the offense is derailed a little bit, it just snowballs. That's true. And as good as the defense can be, it's like there's nothing they can do mm-hmm. if we're not scoring points, if we're not on a roll. I think that consistency factor, like you're mentioning, I think that's probably where you're going, is you definitely can look at that from shoot the four previous games before yesterday. Yeah. And then yesterday, hopefully there's a little bit of confidence that you build off that. It exactly. is the Washington defense, and there was a lot of pieces that they had out, but maybe you take that confidence into the postseason. But I, I understand where you're coming from there. I, I think the biggest concern with me probably would be uh, when I look at the Green Bay game, I don't see any immediate like red flags. But when I look at the postseason as a whole, I, I, I worry about speed. I just worry about speed against against the defense. Um, they were able to control it against Miami. Uh, they were able to control it against some other teams this year. Um, but when they have to line up against a 49ers in the NFC Championship game or um, shoot, even the Eagles, they still have some speed. Yes, they've yeah. lost five of six, but they have some speed. They have weapons. Um, you know, how can you contain those on a, on a play-to-play basis and go from there? You're asking me right now, I think there's no excuse why this team should not make the NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I see Say that. Say it again. Let's I, go. I see it. I see it very clear and put. I think this team should be traveling to Santa Clara in a couple of weeks with an opportunity to bounce back from that Week Five loss. We're playing at home. Thank um, you, whoever beats. Yeah, San Francisco. yeah, yeah I love how it's like not going to happen. It's already clear, clear that uh, I just don't, don't feel like San Francisco is hosting. That's but, the thing. If if Dallas is in the NFC Championship game, there's one of two options. It's either in San Francisco or it's in Dallas. That's so, uh, that, that's incredible. Give me San Francisco. Yeah. Give me San Francisco. You're, you're going to have to beat the best teams. <laughs> don't ask me right now. Confidence level? You don't ask me right now. That's, 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 we got two weeks. We got two, okay. we, no, two weeks. No, but I like it. Because it's yeah. like, if we're, if we're going to make the Super Bowl, let, let, let's go against the best. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I truly think that the NFC Championship this year will be a better matchup than the Super Bowl. Mm. I, I think. I, I tell you what, the, the divisional round, 
it looks like you probably get Detroit. It looks like this team probably gets Detroit. Unless Matthew Stafford goes and does his thing in Detroit. That's a very that's a very valid point. Don't get me mm, wrong. And then I'd you get the Eagles. It. Either That'll way, and then you get the Eagles. So like sure. either way, you're getting a pissed off team that lost at AT&T Stadium within the last 5 or so weeks. And you're going to have to beat them again at AT&T Stadium. It's a tough thing to do. Yes, this team is 8-0 at home, but stacking those wins, it's a little bit more easier said than done. But again, I really don't feel like there's any excuse why this team should not be in the NFC Championship game. When you look at the 18 weeks of an NFL season, it used to be quads. You would look at it in in four quad pieces, quarters of the season. Instead, now it's it's looked at as trimesters. So you look at it in three parts. You look at the final six weeks of the regular season. A lot of times, those final six weeks as a franchise will tell you exactly where you are. Dallas had their toughest trimester in the final Six weeks. No doubt about it. Seattle, Philly, Buffalo, Miami, Detroit, and then they had the gimme at the end with Washington. But those five games, you learned a lot about your football team. You finished 4-2 and two in the final six weeks, and you had ups and you had downs. Josh was talking about consistency. Seattle, week 13, your offense won that game for you. 100%. Defense did not play well in that game. Seattle put up 35 points. Geno Smith, DK Metcalf both had the game of their life, but your offense played well enough to win that game. Both came together for week 14, dismantled the Eagles. Neither one showed up in week uh, week 15 and got dismantled by the Buffalo Bills. So they're already you've seen three games halfway through this final trimester, and you've seen zero consistency. Then you go to Miami. Your defense plays well enough to win. Your offense does not. You go against Detroit. Your defense plays well enough to win. Your offense Barely gets the job done. Barely. But you needed the defense to do everything they could in that game to hold Detroit to 19 points. And then you finally get all three again to come back together against Washington and win the game uh, in, a, in a big way, even after a pitter-patter start against the bad team on the road. The consistency is my problem as well. My problem is you have to do that for four straight games. you got to win four straight games. And even when the Cowboys won five straight games earlier in the year, it was against teams like New York, Carolina, Washington, Seattle, and Philly. I want to see it put together, no doubt about it, through four games and get the job done. Like, you know they can, but they just haven't done it yet. And against the best teams in the NFL, no doubt. Because like you said, it's going to be Detroit. It's going to be the Rams. or It won't be the Rams in the second round. Uh, It'll be Detroit, Philly, Tampa Bay in the second round. One of those three teams is the team you would face in the divisional round. Uh, you got to get through Green Bay first, too, because they're hungry, too. So there are concerns. It's not perfect. We'll continue to break it down. I think there's X's and O's parts of it, too. I would like to see the run game continue to to blossom because I think you need that in order to win some of these games. But, hey, they, they are good enough to get the job done. You just got to put it all together for four straight games. Can I throw in a quick question here? Sure. This was asked very early on in the post-game press conference to Mike McCarthy yesterday, and he walked in, and, and uh, Tad Carper, director of PR here, told him that it was going to be the Packers, and he walked up to the podium, and it was like that fast. And his second question, he was asked, hey, it's the Packers. You know, it's your old team. You know, uh, how, how much are you looking forward to this matchup? And he was like, yeah, you know, to me, it's a playoff matchup. It's a playoff game. It doesn't matter who's lined up on the other side. He's like, I'm not going to buy into the drama this week without about it. Like, y'all can, like, talking about the media. Um, how, do you think there's anything in the back of his mind where he's like, Oh, I'd really love to get a good, good, good big win over the Packers here. The, the team that, you know, gave up on me a few years ago. 
Oh, a thousand percent. No be. doubt in uh, my there's mind. There's got to be. As 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 a human, no. I feel like there has to be. He wants He's to saying the right things. Absolutely. He's saying yeah, the right things. I'll as let you should. guys worry about that behind closed doors. He's like, I've got to win this Let's game. get their ass. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. going to stand on business yeah. on Sunday for sure. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's ready to go. I love it, though. I, I love the, the element of the historic side of it. Plus, you talk about beating the best. I know the Packers aren't the Packers of the past, but beating the Packers would be almost like exercising some demons of playoff past for, for sure. the Cowboys. Because you think about it, the road could be Packers, Eagles, 49ers. You talk about trying to exercise all of it out yeah. at once. There's one way to rip the Band-Aid off, baby. Make it happen. All right, when we come back, we've got some smelly stickers to give out from the 38-10 to win as the Cowboys take down the Commanders, win the NFC East, and take the two-seed in the NFC playoff picture. More Talking Cowboys here in a moment. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at GetJackBlack.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. That's GetJack black.com slash cowboys with the code cowboys vip todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable and now todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour but the good news is todd has at&t 5g that is fast reliable and secure and he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew at&t 5g fast reliable secure it's not complicated 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Welcome back into Talking Cowboys, presented by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys. I read that without the read, and I love Kyle it. Yeomans walks back in. I just want to let you know that we, it was handled. The read was I handled. I heard it. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> not bad, right? No, uh, that's, that's pretty bad. That's, that's not yeah, my that's best. Not oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was, right. it's a little slow today. I'm sore. If that was me, we'd be ending the show. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for Talking yeah. Cowboys. We'll see you tomorrow. I'm just like, oh, there's a helmet. All right, we've got some smelly stickers to hand out here. We did not do this last week. We just completely forgot about it. Yeah. By we, I mean me. It's all right. Completely forgot about it. But okay. It was a weird week last week. It was a weird week with the new year. Isaiah wasn't here on Tuesday. It was just kind of like a yeah. – thing that got pushed aside but we've got our smelly stickers our players of the game and this helmet's getting pretty full again 12 wins on the campaign for the third straight year 
How impressive is that, by the way? How much credit does Mike McCarthy in the front office deserve? Three straight years of 12-win seasons. That's not easy to do in the NFL at any level. Yeah, it's impressive. I think that's a credit to this entire coaching staff, um, the personnel department, the, the team that they put together over the last few years. It's big time, you know, being able to win 12 games in, in three straight years. But uh, I don't think anybody will care unless there's playoff success on the other end. <laughs> that's that's kind of the feel. you got to have wins in the playoffs. And it starts this week. I mean, that's, that's really kind of the number one thing is you, you want to win games. You want to be able to make a run. But you, you can also stop and maybe not smell the roses, but at least smell appreciate. The yeah, smell, smell the, the smelly stickers. stickers. Uh, at least appreciate what this team has been doing, and they have been relevant and competitive over these last few years to the to the extent of at least being in the Super Bowl conversation, and they're doing it again this year. Let's go, let's go. All um, right, are we kicking it off? We're doing yeah. This? Let's do it. What you got? Okay, I'm gonna go with the pair of cherries. Okay, um, I'm gonna give these to Dak. Because Dak showed showed some cherries yesterday, and and, and re- really went off, stood in the pocket with Zach Martin out, did his thing, um, and that CD touchdown where he's just like he had all the time in the world basically. Yeah. Zach Martin's not playing, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, all the time in the world, just kind of was like CD, just kind of come over here and touch down easy. It felt like a very Romo esque. And shouts to my uh, Romo fans out there. There you go. I like that. Yeah, my uh, my smelly sticker is not going to these two guys, but TJ Bass and Brock Hoffman definitely showed up. Yesterday. Ooh, like honorable mention. Very much mention, so. Yeah. Smelly stickers. You know and, what? And they were they were they were very big time. Yesterday. Because that was a tough situation for them to go in. I've got these. I've got these macaroons. These aren't yeah, my smelly sticker. It. This is just an honorable mention. I've got these. They're, they look like macaroons or whatever. I don't even. Is that how you say a macaroon? It's macaron. macaron. That's how you say it. What? Macron. Okay. That's how you say it in French. Well, whatever that is. I'm uh, talking French. There's two of them here. You got them from Patasson. I'm going to give one of which to Brock Hoffman and the other one to TJ Bass. Uh, Both of which were given really zero time to fill in, especially, uh, especially Brock Hoffman. Hoffman was given less than 24 hours notice of, hey, Zach Martin's gone down with an illness and... We need you to step up and play basically the entire. He ball just game. needed a word like I'm playing. Oh, okay, yeah, Ugh, like yeah. he's ready to go. I will That's the say, eye black and that he did. we've seen this from Oxnard. Both of you guys were out there. He is as intense of an individual yeah. as you'll ever see, and you can see it on the field. And Isaiah and I were talking in the studio, and he was like, "Just please don't make it personal." We had that whole conversation about Deron Payne, and I know Jonathan Allen wasn't playing, but don't make it personal with those guys. Yeah. And he was like, "Brock Hoffman's going to make it personal." <laughs> yeah, here it goes. Like, where here? Here's what's happening. He's I'm one like, of the doggiest dogs on the team. Yeah, for sure. It's, he's it, and Deron Payne had a few chances, and yeah. uh, and d- didn't didn't fully. Uh, did he get a sack or no? No, uh, no, no sacks. Sack no sacks. Prescott. Um, Shouts to them, man. Wow. Something really quick too. It, it was announced, gosh, and uh, two hours before the game, um, that Zach Martin has an illness, mm-hmm. but he's expected to play. You know, just letting everybody know he's. Yeah, on the we got report. an email. We about got a PR it. email from yeah. it, and and um, I was like, okay, you know, tweet it out real quick, just in case it became something bigger, and it did. And Brock Hoffman has been taking backup center reps. Most of the season, he has been getting work at guard during practice, but he has been almost primarily backup center. So to be able to step in at right guard at that moment and do what he did—that's big time, uh, and that that speaks to the trust. Uh, my smelly sticker, and and look, I'm—I would love to make this game specific, but I'm going to make this a little bit season specific, mm-hmm. and I'm staying on the offensive line. 
was a guy who suffered a very big injury this this past this past season in, in 2022 and played every single snap in 2023 until he was pulled late in the fourth quarter yesterday and that's Terrence Steele mm. and he he fought a lot of criticism earlier in the year had a four sack game given up against Philadelphia Eagles bounced back had a really solid stretch on the back half of the season had a couple lumps here and there but uh, the trust is high at right tackle um, the 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 worth is there at right tackle didn't give up any sacks yesterday uh, I don't believe gave up any pressures Terrence Steele you got my smelly sicker today Let's that's a go. good one I like that how many times have we talked about Terrence Steele throughout the season it's very few yeah. and far between yeah. and that's a good thing for an offensive lineman well earned that's Smelly sticker. You better tell him, like, hey man, well, I have this sticker that I, I gave you. <laughs> I on. gave put you on a the sticker. Helmet. I put it on the helmet just for you. It's and a he's whole like, thing. Get away from me. Okay. I did tell That's Brandon Cooks about our smelly stickers. He thinks it's uh, a funny segment. All right. I've got this donut. Brandon Cooks, come on the show. Yep. There you go. Brandon Cooks. Uh, uh, invites always open. I've got a donut. It's a pink frosted donut here. You know what a donut also resembles? Zero. Zero. A zero. And that's the amount of people in the NFL that can cover C.D. Lamb. Yeah. Oh, let's go. That's the amount of people that can cover C.D. Lamb. That's the amount of individuals that have more receptions than C.D. Lamb. And honestly, right now, I'm not afraid to say it. That's the amount of people in the NFL as receivers that are better than C.D. Lamb. Let's go. He is the best receiver in the NFL right this second, and you can't tell me otherwise. Most receiving yards, receptions, and receiving touchdowns since week six of the NFL season. That also just happens to be the time when C.D. Lamb said, hey, throw me the rock and let me carry this thing. And then guess what he did? He did it. They threw him the rock and he carried this thing. Yeah. C.D. Lamb, you get my smelly sticker. It's the icing on the donut. I love C.D. Lamb, but I'm taking Justin Jefferson. Wow. So Get sorry, off my guys. podcast. I'm so sorry. Are, are no, they in the playoffs? The, the Vikings? Definitely not. Oh, okay. Definitely well, not. then. He missed seven games. We're and only talking about playoff season, though. I'm just saying. like that's We're talking about playoff teams here, Nick. <laughs> no, but I, I'm with you. I think C.D. Lamb, coming into the season, really quick on this, mm-hmm. coming into the season, uh, there was still kind of rhetoric being left behind about can he be a consistent wide receiver one is he even worthy of being an 88 Mm. and um yeah i think he came in and shut everybody up on that instance and i think the biggest thing that he fought in the preseason was is he a top 10 receiver in this league and i think he's firmly a top three so um, that's that's big time who would be the top three is it jefferson hill and lamb you better not say aj brown yeah no 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 No, he's been better than aj this year especially i'm not a huge aj brown guy i'm really not he's he's had a great year but i'm not a huge aj brown he's still a dude and uh, also prayers up to him. Yeah, I was about to say he went through a, a nasty injury yesterday. Um, we'll see if he's even available for playoffs. I doubt it. Have they reported that yet? No, I don't think they said. I don't think exactly they said it, it specifically either. But it did not look good. All right, playoff time is here, boys. Yeah. Talking Cowboys all week long, 9 a.m. Central. We won't have Isaiah tomorrow. We will have John Machota in the building, and then we will get back after it with the whole crew on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, and get you ready for the Green Bay Packers and the Dallas Cowboys. It is a historical matchup just because of the brands, the history, and, of course, the current implications that are on the line Sunday afternoon at 430 it was a fun one breaking this one down. The Cowboys win the division 38-10 to as they take down the Washington Commanders in Week 18 and take home the two-seed in the NFC playoffs. For Chris Beam, Nick Harris, Josh Rodriguez, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from Talking Cowboys. We'll see you tomorrow in playoff time in Texas. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?